Yes, welcome to BPM. Today I have a local guest, Miss Oyin Adabayo. Hi, you can unmute yourself. <laughs> Hi, good evening. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. You know, when I want to say something like, you may enter. Welcome <laughs> to, actually, you know what? Saying that, welcome to my office. You know, this is my office. And I think okay. my camera's moving. Wait, my camera's, is my camera moving? Trying to get this right, man. Trying to stay center. Am I in center? Yeah, okay, I'm in center. So what's going on, man? What, what, what brings you? Actually, no, um, the reason why I got you on the show is because um, you know, I think it's my sister. My sister, yeah, you know, my sister. But you know, it's my sister. Yeah. And she was like, yeah, you know, I've met this really great lady. I don't know if you how long you know her. But she was like, you need to get on the podcast. I was like, yeah, okay. I'll take <laughs> anyone who's great or or in the who's going to be great in the future. <laughs> No, I went to the same school as your sister. I think she was a year my senior. Um, so yeah, um, yeah, she's she's great. I know she's starting her own. Um, well, she she started her own business. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it's yeah. So, um, yeah, that's that's kind of how how I got on here. Um, if I just kind of explain who I am, what I do. Yeah, sure. Um, go ahead. So yeah, so my name is Oyin Oyin Adebayo. Um, I run a multifaceted organization called Neo Enterprise. And essentially, we exist to economically empower Black women through tech. Um, We have two parts to the business. Um, We've got Neo Network and Neo Heron BT. So Neo Network is all about upskilling Black women to get into various areas in tech. So teaching Black women how to code and to get into various areas in tech. So and then and we'll we partner with um, partner employers and get them to be employed um, yeah. with employers from KPMG to Citibank mm. um, to even smaller organizations as well who, who work in tech. Now, the other part of the business is our hair and beauty business. And that's really exciting because it's a hair and beauty tech business that also looks to kind of accredit black women to be able to professionalize their skill and also mm. simplify the process of you getting your hair done so yeah that is what i do and that's my those are my businesses yeah talk about getting your hair done <laughs> <laughs> hey don't don't diss the fro man don't diss the fro. That's, that's the in look <laughs> okay so first thing i want to ask you about is obviously black women in tech i mean tech when you think of tech you think of a scrawly skinny white dude glasses got no fashion at all you know got something under his arm all the time like a wallet or a laptop and he all day he's typing sweating yeah i've never ever 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 seen a black girl interested first of all even in computers so mm. how how is it that you're i mean this you're like a pioneer really trying to get black women into something that's completely left field for them or, or i'm wrong i don't know what do, let me what do you see? Because that's what I see. That's my opinion. I've never seen a black person cold. Not a black person. I know. Actually, I got something really exciting for you. Make sure you listen on Saturday. I got a guest. Okay. Uh, his name's um, Adonis Electronics. He's he's sending me a little mini game uh, console. Oh. He's big into tech. He's he's been doing this since he was a little kid. Amazing okay. guy. Okay. Amazing. So if you can pay pay um stay tuned on Saturday for that. Okay. But yeah, what does what does it look like when you say black woman and tech? Mm-hmm. what's the perception 
so people think tech is just like one-sided you know tech is tech tech is the reason why we're here like in terms of we're speaking on zoom um and it's very very diverse um in terms of technology so one thing i'm trying to do is to not to make black women understand that it's not it's not just coding on a coding a website but it's also to do with robotics the security of our websites is also to do with um games as you said um, building virtual reality spaces um, and things like that but anyway um you are right the representation of black women in tech is is near to nothing according to the british computer society is 0.7 percent of of the tech industry is full of black women so that's like near enough is that like women is that like women in general women in tech okay yeah, I'm thinking also there's not a big representation of white women also in tech. I think exactly, it's, really, it's just not a woman-dominated industry at the moment. At the moment, at the moment. I mean, it's it is changing. There is a lot of work being done, um, mm. and we we are part of that work that's being done as well. Um, so yeah, 0.7 percent um, of black women in software development. Now, in places like extended reality, augmented reality, virtual reality. So you know your, your Snapchat filters, your your Instagram filters, in terms of the black women that are operating in that space, nothing, no, like zero. Even zero. your games, the games that you play through Pokemon mm-hmm. Go, all this, like, near, near to nothing. Yeah. So, um, I'm, you know, but then at the same time, there's a lot of black women who are interested mm-hmm. in tech. So um, we were featured on BBC News, we were featured on the Metro, yeah. uh, and the response of like if people applying for our boot camps, all of our boot camps are free, by the way. So no, mm. women don't pay for it. We, we essentially contract it out to, to to government and also to companies to pay. Okay. Um. So so essentially, you're getting thousands of pounds worth of courses for free. Yeah. Um, I would like to say free because it is fully funded. If you choose to not complete the course, you'd have to pay back the cost. Yeah. Um. But um. Yeah. So pretty much that's kind of the work we're doing. And yeah, it's exciting. It was um, one of my dreams, actually, when I was, uh, before I left England, actually, um, I, I signed okay. up to do, yeah, I live in Germany now. But when, okay, I thought yeah. you were in England. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. I, I represent both countries, because obviously I've got a lot of friends and family members and mm-hmm. people in England, but like I'm back and forth a lot, but the last two years, not really because of COVID, of course. Yeah, um, yeah but just before I left England, I signed up to do a course which I was really interested in, it was a um, tech course as well. And okay. I, to this day, I'm kicking myself. That was a long time ago now. It's like over 18 years ago. I'm kicking myself because I really thought that's something I could do. It's something that's always interested me is um, computers. I actually learned like Python, C++. So I had to program myself mm-hmm. though. You know, I've always been autodidact- autodidactic <laughs> always. And um, yeah, this is something that I thought was a, was a market that a lot of black people should start to look to get into it's still we're still underrepresented not just the women but the men too like i know one guy who does it he's also from birmingham and he, he lives in germany as well so it was really funny that i met him and we're from yeah. the same pretty much the same place in england he's just a little bit older than me and then he's come and lives not too far away from me in germany so i'm like well we following the same destiny um so yeah i don't know i'm just trying to think because one thing as well women are allergic you know, to, um, to to computers. So if like I'm sitting playing my PlayStation and, you know, my wife might see it and she'll look at me like with a disgusting look. Um, 
So does that play a role as well, why women don't want to get involved in the computer stuff? So no, actually, I don't I don't agree that women don't want to get into computers. I think mm-hmm. women do want to get into computer stuff um, or into computers. I think it's just that understanding. In terms of the PlayStation, of course, I understand from like your wife's perspective. <laughs> FIFA or whatever. It's, I think it's just about making sure that the, the things that we are engaging with women on are, um, basically appeal to women, you know? Yeah. Um, if you, I'm sure if you were to build a Sims game that was like, I don't know, I don't want to be too stereotypical. <laughs> all women like, not all men like FIFA, not all women, you know, might like a fashion game. But I'm yeah. sure if you put in Sims on your PlayStation, your wife will jump, jump yeah. on your to play Sims. So I guess it's it's about making sure that those things kind of attract women as well. There are, there's a lot of demand for women wanting to come into tech. Sure. It's, um, but, and actually, funny enough, you're talking about Germany. We've had German companies approach us mm. um, to see what they can do in Germany as well. Yeah. Um, because again, there's this huge problem. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what it is. Also, like, I think to myself, like, what's the thing of a woman and say, okay, she's going to be, I don't know, programmer. Mm-hmm. I think she'd probably rather stand on the other side and like take a picture, a selfie or something, you know. Uh, but would it be? It's it's about getting these girls to say instead of taking a selfie, how why don't you learn learn how to do a sol- a selfie instead? How it's created and programmed. So yeah, I think it's a long. I think it's a long road. I think it's a hard road. But I really I I praise you for doing it because I I feel like <laughs> I think so. I don't know. I think it's just these stereotypes that exist. And women shouldn't be doing computers. Now, I don't like that. You know, it's the same with like engineers. I also think like mechanics, like mechanics, you, you very rarely see a woman in the, in the works, uh, the workshop or in a garage fixing cars. And I love it when I see them like, wow, this is amazing. You know, we're moving forward and it shouldn't always just be left to, to guys, you know, or whatever. So, um, so I guess, I don't, well, my first, my next question was how and why did you start? um the neo enterprise so yeah neo enterprise started off and it's you know started off with the aim of economically empowering black women through various mm-hmm. adventures um i was just i really just wanted to build an ecosystem where i saw black women economically empowered basically yeah. across the globe and um, it started off with hair actually it started off with hair and beauty we are still in the hair and beauty space as i said earlier on um i started doing hair for my friends I built up my clientele for over 300 people. And as I was having conversations with friends, um, you know, one of the common theme was that, you know, we just need to be empowered economically somehow. Mm. Uh, and it went into, you know, talking about business and then people really wanted to get into tech actually. So, you know, what you're talking about, you know, a lot of black women don't want to get into tech. They wanted to get into tech because they see the economic opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how it started. And I really just wanted to break the vicious cycle of poverty amongst Black women. Yeah. Really passionate about that. Um, so, yeah, pretty much that's kind of how it started. I'm just trying to figure out how you link hair and tech. <laughs> so, you know what it is? So, for us, we see, so we want to use innovative tools mm. to economically empower Black women. Yeah. Um, and those tools involved hair and beauty because that's what we're interested in involves business, involves tech, and so on and so forth. So um, it's 
it's the way I'll put it, it's the tools are like the honey in the honey pot type of mm. thing. Like, you know, you know, um, it's 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 what grabs people to kind of get to their destination or their goal. Yeah. Okay. So um it's interesting you point out the economic value of obviously tech because especially when like when I went for that course, you know, I could you know, I only see now what life-changing experience that would have been for me, you know, back then if I would have done that. The problem was I couldn't get the funding. I didn't really have anyone, you know, obviously we come from like most black people come from a, a you know poverty. Mm. And uh, I just had to just skip it. I had to just I had to literally just say, I, I really want to do this, but I could not get the funding. I didn't know about student loans and stuff like this, you know, because a lot of like me come from a poor family as well. They don't know about student loans. Even it's like we mm. either get JSA, you know, some mm. job seekers allowance or, or universal credit, whatever you call it, mm. or you go and do a cheap job, you, you clean. And it was at some point I was studying and working at the same time because I was thinking, how can I do, you know, how can I do this? And that completely killed me. It was pretty much like nine. It was nine till five. And after at five, I went to work from five till one. So I was going home, sleeping and getting up at nine and going back to study. I did that for like six months. And I was like, I'm done. I can't do that. So, yeah. Um, this definitely- is another thing as well for us. We don't want, that's why we make our courses fully funded. Yeah. We want it to be a barrier. And we don't just fully fund the course. We also provide the extra support. Yeah. So the equipment, we'll provide the equipment. We also provide counseling support because I know that black people will go through a lot. Myself. Yeah, we're <laughs> <In> damaged. The- <laughs> <laughs> we're damaged, man, yo. Damaged goods. <laughs> I can't deal with you. <laughs> How can you call us damaged? Goods? We're damaged goods, man. Oh, man. Nah. <laughs> we just, we, just, oh. <laughs> we come out fighting. We have to fight from the, the minute we're born. We're fighting. Listen, you are right. You're right. And yeah. so... Sometimes people go through this course and they self-sabotage. So, yeah. you, know, you know, you see, you know, we had some students who were offered offers from Citibank. You know, I don't know if you've heard of Citibank. Yeah, yeah. I know huge, it. huge investment bank. Some of them declined the offers because they felt like they didn't deserve it. Yeah. You know, so yeah. It, it's about kind of getting that support to make sure that people are very much... Um, Supported through the course and also supported mm-hmm. in career, yeah. Changing the attitude as well. I find that with, with black people, like I've known several black people, me included, you know, who, who have like, you know, doing this attitude, like, yeah, I'm better than this. What am I sitting here for? I don't need to do this. When I was younger, and I realized now I'm like, man, I should have sat through that. I should have just finished mm-hmm. it. Why mm-hmm. did I do that? And I don't know if that's because of the way we've been raised or being brought up in poverty, you know, feeling like mm-hmm. somehow I feel like a lot of people are brought up in like the poor areas. We have, we, we develop a sense of entitlement. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Or, or for some reason, we, we, we think we deserve the best. I completely agree with you. I couldn't agree with you. More. Yeah, yeah. So, and then, and then we go there walking around thinking, wow, I've been poor. So now I should walk into a big job and forgetting that there's actually a process in between to get in that big yeah. job. You know, we Very expect good. that someone's going to knock on the door and be like, yo, Astalio or Oyin, we've been looking for you all this time. Mm. You're good to go. And, yeah, thank you. You're 100 grand two months holiday you don't even have to work that's your you know that's what we feel like but really it's not like that at all we have to um, work hard and um like the ec- economic side of things i think that's a really important side because that's one job that actually pays well quickly mm. yeah. you know a lot, a lot of um that's another issue with black people we tend to lean towards the poor jobs the jobs mm. like in the kitchen or or driving you know and stuff like that. and i'm like we could do 
be yeah. lawyers. You know, we're smart enough. We could be lawyers. We could be doctors. Unless I've, I believe you're from at least you got African heritage because of your name. Which yeah, I am Nigerian. God bless you. God bless you for that. You know, all us people got normal with British names. You know, you forget where we're from. But yeah, I love it when when I see a traditional African name. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, and then we lean towards these. So African people tend to, or at least if you grow up in an African family, they push their kids to become something great. But like me, who's from a ja- Jamaican heritage, we're just mm-hmm. like we're happy to to clean the toilets or be the janitor or the caretaker you know and that and that, that can't carry on you know so no. i'm really impressed that you're you've set this up to help you know our sisters yeah. and and hopefully like some some black guys too you know if you got a job for me i'll i'll take it man you know, i need to help too you know <laughs> <laughs> i could wear a wig <laughs> <laughs> no you know what it is we we are going to right now our focus is females but we yeah call this issue with black females and then we look to expand to further demographics in the future yeah to be fair black women they're left behind man to be fair and you know it's so sad to see that when you think of the black woman she's like at the very bottom you know my mom will say it all the time and if you're black you must have been at the end of the line when we're giving handing out like the the jobs like and then you got you know the black person got to the phone and like okay what 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 you get um uh, we got nothing left man <laughs> and that's how it feels sometimes so i'm really happy that you do something like this we need more people who are trying to push the black, black women as well because really to be fair like in america i know they're doing really well and even mm. in england they do really well but you see as soon as they leave the school the education system it's almost like ooh, yeah, just yeah. drops down especially the inner city black women man that's uh, not got obviously a big family of females you know and they'll hopefully they won't become victim of that yeah hopefully okay so Going over to the, the beauty side of things. Okay. Or do you want to add or do you want to add anything else towards the tech side of things? No, um, no, I don't. Um, I think if we talk more, we might we might end up coming back. But yeah, um, okay. Yeah. I think we okay. will. Okay. I do have one big issue, of course, and you say it's hair. And I think one thing that our issue is in the, in the, especially the black females, they don't love their natural hair, they do everything they can to get rid of the afro get rid of the, the beautiful hair the natural beautiful hair which i love they i don't know what it is i'm like why do you want to wear a wig why do you want to wear extensions i mean i do understand that some people can't they have trouble growing hair etc etc but dreadlocks are nice too on, on black women i think dreadlocks are beautiful uh, you can style it in all kind of ways um so what i'm always trying to do i'm always trying to tell people or black women especially but black people in general we need to develop a black beauty standard because at the moment the standard we have is the European or the Eurocentric standard, you know, that if you look, you've got long straight hair and it's another color apart from black, you know, and all this makeup on trying to be as light as possible. That, that can't continue, man. That's self damaging, self-destructive. You have to understand that um, the reason why we, have these challenges it's very endemic in terms of um it's generations upon generations about certain beauty standards yeah um that we've developed over the years and it's going to it's not going to i think the approach that some of us have had in terms of you need to go natural you need to wear dreads has been a little bit has not really done the same thing that those european beauty standards have done yeah you know, culture changes when um, 
a trend happens type of thing. You know, culture changes, you know, either drastically because something shifts in, and it, there's that kind of um, engagement with an audience. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't disagree with you. I don't wear human hair at all um, no. because I don't, I don't believe that is ethical. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but that's my conviction, but I'm not going to message lord that over somebody else. Mm. And what black women are looking for is ease. It's altern- It's like quick alternatives, just mm. like any consumer will look for. You know, um, a lot of black women can't wake up, you know, in the morning and have their Afro hair a certain type of way. Mm. You know, they have to make sure that it's presented because of the society that we live in. Yeah, sure. Even for black people as well. Um, certain things, certain hairstyles may not look presentable to some people. Mm-hmm. Um, but naturally that's some that's someone's hair and we're working on that I think the industry is working on that there is a company called um oh, I can't remember the name Vish, um they, they're basically a company I can't remember the, what they're called exactly afro visibility that's what they're called they're mm-hmm. called afro visibility and what they do is basically they they go on billboards and they um picture um take pictures of black females in corporate spaces and in businesses with mm. their natural hair. Um, so they're called Afro Visibility, might be worth getting in touch with them. Um, and they have billboards across um, the country. This was pre before the pandemic. I'm sure they're gonna do another campaign soon. But more things like that, where more black women are rocking their natural hair. I don't know how it's like in Germany, but I know in the UK, it's becoming more more accepted for black women to rock their natural hair. And that's something that we champion in our, in our organization. So yeah, you know what I find? Like I spent I spent some time in Brazil as well, and in Brazil they've got their their beauty standard, and that's what made me want to push this message across the European black girls, especially because obviously the the Brazilians they've also been exposed to this Eurocentric idea that you know you gotta have straight hair and kept the half off or whatever, or try and mix with the other races and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's not a bad thing, but you know try and move away from black as quickly as possible. Mm-hmm. Um. What I did do find though is, um, first of all, I think white people are more happy to wear the black hair dude than the black people. But also because of the mixing of the races, I find that the the white mothers specifically tend to push the black daughters into the black, the more black look. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So it, I don't know if the mother, the black mothers, turn try to turn their daughters away from the black look. And that's mm. what's caused some of this damage over the years. But I find that white mothers tend to be like, yeah, try and look more black, be more black. You're black, you know, do, do the black mm. thing. So um, that's what I find in, in Germany specifically, because Ger- like German mixed race kids or black kids, they tend to come from Africa or they've got like a black dad and they have to automatically identify with the black side because they're going to be told anyway, in the place like Germany, you're going to be told that you ain't German. That's it. That's mm. it. There's no black and white. You're just not German. Get out of here. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, but in Brazil, in Brazil, I feel like they've got it right down. If you go to somewhere like Salvador, where there's the majority of people are black, man, it, it's just beautiful, man. It's it's, it's beautiful. <laughs> okay, so um, the next question I had was, you said something about economically empowering hairstylists and keeping your product. How do you keep your products cheap then, or your? Because you've got, a, have you got a mobile? Did I read that right? You got a mobile like um salon or barbershop or 
Yeah, so we have a mobile hairdressing um, service. Um, so again, the hair and beauty part of the of the business exists to have an ecosystem. So that's basically as a, a whole ecosystem where Afro hair and beauty is is the best quality that it could be, and it's simplified as possible as much as oh. possible. Right now, if if a black woman wants to get black woman wants black person wants to get their hair done, they have to think about where do I get the right ex- hair extensions? Where do I mm-hmm. get the right products? We want to be able to, we simplify that whole process essentially. And at the same time, we economically empower stylists mm-hmm. by training them to the standard that they should have. They should have, And also um, putting more money in their pockets as well. So, yeah. Okay. So um, <clears throat> like what, what I found with, um, Black hair care products. Obviously, I've got hair now, you know. I started growing my hair two years ago because I said that's it. First of all, because of my daughter's sense, because they are mixed race. Okay. And um, and I was like, and I knew that they would get hassled here where they live, because we live in a small village. Okay. Where there's not many like seeing of a black person, it's like, oh, oh, what are you doing here? <laughs> I'm the only one who's supposed to be here. I'm no, you know. Um, so I said to my kids, okay, I'm gonna grow my hair out. So when they look at me, they're not ashamed mm. you know and it started quite quickly as well those kids going around in the school saying stupid stuff and i was like oh my god no 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 this is i'm gonna have to go and kill i'm gonna have to kill up the school <laughs> yeah so and what, but what i found is black hair care products first of all european hair care products don't don't really work on us you know it's mm-hmm. you know maybe there's some some variations of cocoa butter but it doesn't work mm. and um with us we have to get Black hair cut, like sheer butter, you know, proper, like, um, what was it called? Um, what's the one? Cocoa butter, the, the um, blue magic, blue magic oh, and okay. stuff like this. It costs a lot of money, though. Like, I bought some shampoo, Cantu. Mm-hmm. It cost me eight euros, which is about six, seven euros, seven pounds. Yeah. I was like, seven pounds, man, for shampoo? <laughs> 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 That's the thing. Anything lower than that, you should be worried about what the quality that you're putting. Yeah. <laughs> to be true. honest. Um, because a lot of times the quality of the hair products that you have, um, it's 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 not very good for your hair. Blue yeah. magic, blue magic shouldn't be used on your hair, you know. Um, you know, th- that's a sealant, that's petroleum jelly, it's like putting petrol in your hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true, yeah. You know, so um you have to you have to look at your hair as an investment, which is again what we're talking about. I think the reason why a lot of black women just don't, I don't think it's just black women don't want to rock their natural hair or don't want to bring out their natural hair. It's also, we have to remember that this natural hair thing movement is very yeah. new. So so there's not a lot of alternative products out there. You think about economic, it's about supply and demand, right? Mm-hmm. The reason why you probably can get sugar, a bag of sugar for a pound it's because there's a lot of supply of it, mm. you know, and because there's a lot of demand for it. The demand and the supply of, of a lot of the products that we're using are only just coming, only just getting matched up, right? Mm. There's no standard. So so for now, we, we would have to look at it as we're investing into our natural hair in different ways. And as we grow, as the industry grows, the industry get, becomes more formalized, things will start to naturalize a little bit, you know, mm. Years ago, you know, when the natural hair industry was still a bit new, even that's that sounds bizarre. Natural yeah. hair is new, like natural, natural hair, you know, like 
it's it's a new thing right um products were a lot more expensive mm-hmm. you know now things are getting a lot more cost effective for the co- consumer so it's it's a case of looking at it as i'm like okay you know i'm investing in this for my child and so on so yeah yeah i, I, I don't know man but have you ever seen the price of a wig <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know, or even these extensions yeah that's ex- that's expensive man that's like you know and if you get the right chick or girl she'll probably gonna have 20 of those things yeah exactly. and, and then and then there's the other issue where that's true black black women are so passionate about passionate about their hair mm-hmm. but why are they not ho- owning like hair shops so this is the thing we could talk about this for ages <laughs> I, had okay. I had to move so i i think <laughs> So this is what we're trying to do. We're trying to build this ecosystem mm-hmm. where it's all e- it's easy and to get black women to to have a piece of the pie, right? Um, you know, the problem that we have right now in terms of black women having their own hair shops, I think it's like there are a lot of black women creating things, but the black consumer doesn't want the what the black producer is producing. That's true, yeah. Because because the, because we're it's not convenient enough for us. Mm. Just like you just said, if you're if somebody if if your friend just launched her own hair and beauty product and she charge she tries to charge you thirty euros for it, which yeah. is what black 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 founded businesses would charge, mm. right? You're gonna pick your Cantu, yeah. But you wouldn't know that Cantu is actually owned by a white man. At the moment, mm, okay, it's it's owned by um the I can't remember the name of the group company. It's basically owned by a group of companies. They were sold to a group of companies that own in Lamasca, that own Glossy Box, and those people. Mm. So they have a lot of something called economies of scale, where they're able to produce so much that that way they can bring the cost down. Yeah, I'm gonna go with your Cantu because it's cheaper. And as a black person, as you as we spoke about earlier on, we're only just you know we're only just coming out of this disempowerment of like money in terms of we don't yeah. have as much disposable income as maybe yeah. our white counterparts so yeah pretty much it's not convenient and you know just cost is too high for us yeah in terms of like how we see it benefit benefiting us yeah i think we've been um forced into like because we're always coming out of poverty and that's just our reality we all come out of poverty you know mm. maybe not our kids as much, but definitely yeah. our generation. Yeah. We're coming out of poverty. And then we're forced to buy cheap stuff. And our hair falls out because it's not the stuff we're supposed to use. Mm-hmm. And then we have to start wearing the, the wig and etc. Now I know what it is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it makes sense. And I think I think also one of the other things as well is this. As I, as I said earlier, it's about convenience. So so first of all, you're you, from from little, your mom is relaxing your hair, right? Mm-hmm. Or you know, and so your your kind of your hair follicles are damaged. You don't even get to develop the hair, and you don't you don't really get to to kind of go through that whole. Um, let me develop, like grow my hair naturally. That's mm. the first part. I think the second part as well is this: is convenience. Now, I can get myself buy a wig, and I can look socially acceptable in minutes. Yeah. I'm ready to spend as much money as possible, but because in like a couple of seconds, by that. That week would just change change the game. Yeah. But with my natural hair, it will take me hours 
to even look socially acceptable. Mm-hmm. So it's just that convenience thing, really. Yeah. That's why I'm an advocate of the whole bringing in a whole a black beauty standard. So we don't have to say, okay, because I even like living in Germany, people see me with my Afro, like tomorrow it starts again, you know, I'll go to work and it was like, ah, oh, get your Afro out. A lot of people like it, they yeah. well received, but there's always a couple of people like, yeah, cut your hair off. And I know that comes from a, 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 a place of fear, you know, that's what it is. It comes from a, fa- a place of fear. When people see me and they're looking like, they think that, I don't know, they think that the Black Panther movement's back. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah, so, um, and I do understand that, that because of the way, you know, it makes you feel and people are always trying to touch my hair and stuff. And it's not, it's not, it's not fun. Like I'm, I've got the personality where I don't really care about that stuff. But I can imagine if you're a little bit more introvert and like, oh, I don't really want people touching me, then you're going to have a problem with it, I guess. So yeah, yeah, exactly. I absolutely understand what you're saying about that. And I do, you've brought me a little bit forward on my old, yeah, black women should just take off the wigs. Take the extensions, just have a bold head, man. Just bold your head. It's Bella. <laughs> Tiff- Tiffany, you know, Tiffany Haddish. Yeah. She done that. And she's like, just bold her head off, you know, because that's also, that's an empowering thing for a woman to do, actually. A lot of, there was, there's a bold movement. That, I mean, I mean, that bold movement was quite paramount last, in the last two or three years. Mm-hmm. A lot of black women were going bold, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was a cool thing to do, you know. Um, but I think I think because we're so such a trendy group of people, yeah, we're we trendy. follow trends. <laughs> we will follow trends. So next next you know next year, an in thing might be as you know, only cut half of your head off or hair off or something. You know, we will follow that trend. Mm. Um, right now, you know, the, the the trend is is actually either you know end of the spectrum which is like lace frontal wigs that you know that don't look like your natural hair at all that's you know mm-hmm. the european standard or oh, it's actually very much afrocentric afrocentric yeah. so yeah. like the, the faux locks and you know the different types of locks now so you can see that that there's those two extremes um mm-hmm. yeah and like i said i think i think maybe i've i'm not really a trend follower yeah i consider myself a trendsetter <laughs> but so what, trend, but, what trend have you set? <laughs> I'm gonna send you some pictures. I'm gonna send, I'm gonna send you some pictures, and you're gonna see the company years. People are gonna be following that trend. The thing is, I think, yeah, but then again, the trends just go around in circles and it basically mm-hmm. just come back. So even if I say yeah and try and lay claim to that trend, someone mm. did it a long time before me anyway. So I don't actually think you can ever tr- start a trend. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah. 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 Okay. So actually, I wanted to go back to the tech side of things mm-hmm. because I don't think you actually did. You explain to me what the boot camp was. You said you do a yeah. boot camp. Yeah, we do a couple of boot camps actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, the what what the, the aim is to be able to build, be able to build that ecosystem in the boot camp stuff to support the hair and beauty stuff, because what we're trying to do with the hair and beauty stuff, we cannot do do it as big as we want to do it without tech, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, now we run different boot camps. We run a software development one, which obviously has Python. It's got, you know, we teach Python, we teach JavaScript, HTML, CSS, a lot of software development stuff to help you build any software, essentially, mm-hmm. like an app or, or website. Um, 
We also run an XR bootcamp, which is all about building virtual reality experiences and spaces. Yeah. Um, you can build a game. Um, you can build um, an, you know, a, a virtual reality app. You can build anything you want. Like you can, you can make a, a Instagram filter, you name it. Yeah. Um, so we've got the XR bootcamp. We've got the data analytics and project management. Um, because right now, big data is such a big thing, and I, black women can't be left out, left behind, especially no. where our data is still so biased. There's a lot of biased, um, you know. If you've watched the Netflix documentary on, um, is it? Doc, I can't remember what the name of the doc, documentary is. But there's a documentary by a black woman that was she was talking about data, and again, our data is still very much not represented in in the industry. You know, mm. you, look, you look at uh, the artificial intelligence space, still, you know, a lot of um, software is unable to recognize a black person's voice or black <laughs> face. You mm-hmm. know, people had a lot of those problems. So that's one of the boot camps. We've got one on cybersecurity because it's so important that black people are represented in these spaces in terms of how our nations are, 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 are protected um, mm. you know, on the cyberspace. We've got one on entrepreneurship, so tech entrepreneurship and anyone who wants to build anything disruptive. So that's what that's what your sister was interested in as well. Yeah. Um, and yeah, those are our current boot camps. Um, and the idea is to have people employed from the from the boot camps into the hair and beauty space as well. Yeah. I'm just trying to think when you put um when you say we're not representing that well, when you put something like in Google where you put beautiful women or something, you don't even get any, you don't see any black women there. It's like, guys, get with the program, yeah, man. See, yeah, this yeah. Say, this is what I'm saying. Data. We need yeah. to be in these spaces. Yeah. Yeah, we're definitely underrepresented. I'm underrepresented in that field. Um, I wanted to ask you something else, but it slipped my mind. Um I oh man, I forgot. My my brain's gone blank. Um, something about technology. I don't know. Do you have anything else you want to add? No, no, that's it. Pretty much, I think. The thing is, I'm gonna I'm gonna end this podcast now, and I'm gonna forget. I'm gonna be like, oh, that's what I wanted to ask. Yeah, <laughs> it was actually kind of important. But I think I I just don't get it. I just, it doesn't come back to me. Actually, I'm going to, okay, what I'm going to do, I'm going to get you to tell me your, where we can find you. Give us any tips. I'm going to see if I can remember what I'm going to say. I'm going to see if I throw it in at the end. So, yeah, hit me with your stuff. Where can we find you? If you can offer us help, anyone who's interested, please let us know. Yeah, so awesome. So my name is Oyin, as I said. You can you can find me on LinkedIn, Oyin Kostala Adebayo. Um, that's O-Y-I-N. K-A-N-S-O-L-A. And Adebayo is A-D-E-B-A-Y-O. So if you know football, footballer's last name without the R. Um, his name is not meant to have the R as well. He just decided to add it. Um, <laughs> um, so yeah, that's how you can find me on LinkedIn. If you want to kind of be involved in some of the stuff that we're doing, if you want to run your own boot camps, if you're, in, if you're a black woman, you're listening to this and you want to get into tech, if you go on neoenterprise.com, so that's N-I-Y-O enterprise.com. Um, and then, yeah, you can find out about getting involved with our boot camps, as well as also um, purchasing some of our hair and beauty 
services and products near here and beauty.com as well so yeah that's that's kind of everything um right now we're recruiting our last six women for our xr boot camp um from women in the west midlands so if you're based in the west Midlands in the uk we are recruiting it is a fully funded boot camp so you know it's paid for you all of the equipment's provided and financial support as well is provided as well yeah and I'm going to just add to that, but you should definitely take this opportunity if you're a woman of color, because um, it's going to be really good in the future. Um, tech is here to stay. For example, um, that's actually what I think I wanted to say, actually, something about um, programming the virtual reality space and stuff like this. Yeah, that's that's all here to stay. And um, yeah, people should be definitely looking to jump on that for as a long-term goal. So yeah. Anyway, oh, what I do want to say is, are you related to Adebayo? <laughs> it's a long story. I kind of am. <laughs> he, he used to play for my team, innit? You know, because I'm an Arsenal fan. Okay. But, okay. but, 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 I'm sorry, man, but he broke all ties when he played for Tottenham and when he did that celebration for Manchester City, man, I, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> After that. But he was a really, really good player, man. He was a fabulous player for Arsenal, but I don't know, man. I liked him until he did that stupid celebration. And then he and he kind of messed himself up. Actually, he should never have left left Arsenal. He should have just stayed. This guy. <laughs> but he's saying the football podcast right now, so who cares? <laughs> All right. Um, Oyin, thanks for joining us. Thank you. Um, stay in touch. I definitely want to. Um, if I know any people who want to join in your show, I'll put them in connection with you. Yes, please. And um, did you say your web? Did you say your website again? Yeah, so website neoenterprise.com. Neoenterprise.com. Yeah. yeah. So we know where to find you. Yeah. Thank you very much then. Thank you. Catch up with you in a hot foot. <laughs> <laughs> See you later. Bye. 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 Thank you.